You're listening to a Countout Podcast. Hold one, Andre. Don't tell me, everybody and welcome to hit the books the only weekly realistic fantasy booking podcast in the known wwe universe that's right of all podcasts that are uh in the wwe universe this is the only one known to be who we are i am your host as always ryan Eitzy, repping the raw brand the head writer of monday night raw and with me as always is the head writer of friday night smackdown the man the myth the meatball mikey man freddy mikey how are you doing my friend Good. I just want to make sure, Ryan, that you don't next get fired and replaced with Paul Heyman. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate the concern. Uh, nor do I hope I get uh, fired and replaced. Uh, I, I don't know where I'm going to go with this. I was trying to make some sort of uh, uh, Phillips. What's the, what's the guy's name <laughs> that, got, that got fired from me? Tom, Tom Phillips, I Tom think. Phillips. I was trying to make a Tom Phillips joke, but I couldn't come up with the uh, punchline. Is it Tom or Todd? I don't know. But. <laughs> Is it bad that we already forgot? <laughs> Poor Tom. He seems like a guy, a fine man. You know? Like, it's yeah. just like, ah, oh, geez. Sorry about it, Tom. Um, we just haven't watched WWE programming in God knows how long. It's not your fault. Yeah, sorry, Tom. Um, but yeah, so uh, we are here. We are repping, of course, uh, Raw and SmackDown, the two programs that are things we have to book today, Mikey. Uh, are you? I- I'm excited about it. I'm excited. Uh, I, you know, we're ramping up into Hell in a Cell now that I know exactly what pay-per-view we're actually doing, uh, which is always a good start. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm hype. I'm ready, uh, to book some more matches before we get there. I feel like I'm okay. I got a, I feel like I got a decent card, uh, today. So I'm, I'm fairly excited. I think I have a fairly decently good show. Um, uh, but I, I'm excited to present it to you, Mikey, and for the listeners at home. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm, I'm really excited to start building towards Hell in a Cell, uh, really start you putting that pedal to the metal and making these feuds go uh making these feuds pop off uh for the for the for the big the big pay-per-view where they where they do the big cage. Yes, yes. I'm not even entirely positive. Uh I think I have all my matches planned out. I just have to do them. I think I've an, I think I technically already announced one last week if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess I did two. I guess I've announced two technically. I've announced one for sure. Yes, that is true. Um, but yeah, I know Hell in a Cell. Uh, how do you how do you like Hell in a Cell as its own pay per view, or do you or are you one of those guys that are like I prefer it as a as a match, as a singles match sort of thing on a random show? I will I I will say I do I did prefer it when it was like a big special thing that only got used like rarely, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, is it cool that it's its own pay-per-view? Yeah, but, like, also, I do wish we could see Hell in a Cell. Like, there was, there's a bunch of matches I still wish were, like, 
just part of pay-per-views. Like I wish Money in the Bank stayed part of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I wish I wish Hell in a Cell stayed like its own match. Uh I like I just wish all these match types didn't get their own pay-per-views sometimes, you know. Like I like I just wish they just did different pay-per-views and just use those matches instead of making pay-per-views based around those matches, you know. Yeah, no, I get that. I feel like having that like standard Having a pay-per-view where they're, it, it, you know, look at the AEW approach. They have, like, pay-per-views where they have developed these, like, standard matches that will be at every pay-per-view. Like, mm-hmm. you have the, you know, the Double or Nothing Casino Battle Royale. You have the All Out Women's Battle Casino Battle Royale. You now mm-hmm. have the Face of the Revolution ladder match at uh, Revolution. Yeah. And then you have Full Gear, which I assume will get something down the road later. Uh, just, but like it's, it's full gear is just gonna be the unsanctioned death match every year. Yeah, I guess maybe that's what it is. Uh, full gears they have some sort of crazy nonsense death match. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but like there, it's like it's not like we have like a show in AEW that's like the face of the revolution show and like the big thing is like there's multiple ladder matches. It's like they're yeah. just doing the one thing, and that's because it's a style that WWE used to do, and they went into the full branding of it. I mean, just look at WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah, They're all about branding, um, which I guess you yeah, gotta respect. I gotta respect like, the brand move. Like, what what pay per views do we got that are now just based around match types? We got TLC, we got Extreme Rules, we got Hell in a Cell, we got Money in the Bank. We're already at four. Um, Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber is one I'll give a pass. I think Elimination Chamber is. Uh, Elimination is Chamber. Wor- I think Elimination Chamber is worth the event, you know? Yes, I think it works. I, I guess also Royal Rumble. But I think Elimination Chamber... Royal Rumble and Elimination Chamber get passes from me. I think they both fall into, like, the sort of, like... Well, one, they've, they've always done... It's always been the Royal Rumble. And basically, the Elimination Chamber only happened at one pay-per-view anyways. And they just changed yeah. the pay-per-view name to fit that description. Which uh, I think is uh, just fine. Which I think is fine. It's not like making a new show that's called, you know, Elimination Chamber. It's it's basically serving the purpose of just putting the branding, synergy, whatever BS together. Uh, I'm yeah. looking up pay-per-views to see if I'm uh, missing anything off the top of my dome. Uh, Money in the Bank, Great Balls of Fire, does that count? Is that anything? Oh uh, uh, TLC, Survivor Series, I guess. But I think it also is, takes a pass because it's part of that Royal yeah, Rumble. Yeah, there's, there's, I guess, I guess there's some that that are like get passes, right? It's like Survivor Series because that's like a cool special thing where both of the brands like go against each other. Uh, Elimination Chamber, it has like that spectacle and has like huge WrestleMania implications usually. Uh, Royal Rumble because duh, like yeah, yeah, and I maybe and that's what they're trying to do with, and it feels like. It, it, it might be because, like, they are doing these things of Money in the Bank and Hell in a Cell and all these things because that's what Royal Rumble and Survivor Series is, is that they were, they started as, like, this is the Survivor Series pay-per-view and this, we're going to do this special matchup. And then they just continue that tradition. They did the same thing with the Royal Rumble. Obviously, the kind of we talked about, they, in a way, did that with the Elimination Chamber stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's, like, like you said, it's doing that same sort of idea but trying to, like, jump over step one to get to the step two of Hell in a Cell is its own pay-per-view now, and we're just doing Hell in a Cell matches there. But it's like we all we all remember when it was not on one pay-per-view. So it's like yeah. if, if Hell in a Cell just happened at a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view for history, I think we would all have been cool with it, obviously. But uh, now we're like, blah, you know? I think it's because they started branding them like that. 
things that weren't branded in the first place that it's like upsetting. Yes. I mean, and, or I mean, another thing was Clash of Champions. Remember when Clash of Champions had a gimmick to that pay-per-view name? Uh, mm-hmm. Which I actually really liked. I liked the idea of like, we're defending every single title, but then it also was kind of weird because uh, you kind of do that every pay-per-view already. Um, but I, I, I like that. I like that idea, but I'm just looking at the other ones. I don't really see anything else that is uh, hugely... Uh, a thing. Um, ooh, look at that. Oh, un- Randy Orton tied with the Undertaker for most pay per view matches. Oh, very interesting. You know who? I, he, hold on, real I, quick. I just, real sorry, quick, yeah. I just want to finish this thought. Randy Orton, 174 pay per view matches tied with the Undertaker. Number one is 175. One more, and it's Kane. So Randy Orton Whoa. has two pay per views to surpass Kane's record. Getting there. He's, he's yeah. He'll he'll beat it. He'll, without a doubt, I mean, he'll beat it. Uh, yeah, he's definitely doing more pay per views than Kane these days. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you were saying, um, I was, I was just saying, like, I just like, part of me just wishes that some of these matches were still like big special things, you know? Yeah, of course. Like, especially like a TLC match or an Extreme Rules match. Those felt like big culminations of feuds that were like, oh, there's no other way out of this than to absolutely annihilate each other. But now it's just like a pay per view. And it took for me. It took like all of the edge away from the the extreme rules match because they just like watered it down so much. I'm also looking at like there are there's a list here on the W pay per view Wikipedia page that says themed events and it gives every event name and like the thing about it. And I'm looking at it and I'm just like, man, WWE has a lot of pay per views that have like gimmicks in of themselves. Oh yeah, like. Uh, the Royal Rumble has a gimmick because it's the Royal Rumble match, and then shit like all the matches we sort of talked about. Clash of Championships mm-hmm. has a thing. Um, NXT Takeover War Games, Worlds Collide, uh, uh, Invasion. I'm looking at old stuff. Invasion, uh, Bad Blood, One Night Stand, Cyrus Sunday, uh, Fatal Four Way, Breaking Point was all I Quit matches or submission matches, bragging rights, uh, um. Night of Champions was the same sort of thing. Uh, a lot of theme. I guess. I guess now that I think about it, this is a section about themed events. So every single thing here is going to be at the themed event. So I'm just going to move on because I just realized what I was, <laughs> I was ribbing on something that is in a section that is titled "Just Theme Events," and everything in that section is going to be just themed events. Yeah, it's like there's just a lot of those, huh? Yeah, they really like just are are uh, are reliant on gimmicks. Yes. Um yeah, it's not the paper They'll do anything the to not have to make good matches. But yeah, because like, that's the thing is like the gimmick will get you to the match, but it's like, well, why didn't just build to the story to the have them? I don't know, it's the whole thing. It, well, yeah, why don't you just build the story to the point where they need a match like that? Cart, bef- of- cart before the horse. That's what they're, yeah, that's what all of these feel like, right? I think that's why all of these just feel like so, like, bled these days, you know? And we say like, this. T- like, TLC matches and Extreme Rules matches and stuff just don't have that same, like, zing to them anymore because of the fact that it's so, like, expected, I guess, where it's like, oh, you know, we're building to a TLC match because TLC is coming up, you know? So obviously you're going to challenge them to a TLC match or an Extreme Rules match because Extreme Rules is coming up. Yeah. Like,. But, like, when it used to happen, it was like, I challenge you to an Extreme Rules match. And it's like, whoa, you know? It, 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 by doing that challenge, it came with a pop, where now the challenge is like, 
the pop is lessened. It's still like, okay, cool, because cool it's match. Still like, oh yeah, extreme, they're gonna be an extreme rules match at extreme rules. But now we're you. expecting someone to have that quarter match. We're also yeah. all saying this after technically the double or nothing pay per view aired, even though we're recording this before double or nothing. So we can oh, all, yeah. we can do the fun bit where we say like, oh, what's <laughs> our what's our what happened in real life? Predictions. Oh yeah, like uh, oh man, when when Seth Rollins uh, came to AEW and beat down Hangman Adam Page to challenge Kenny Omega. For the AEW title, that was crazy. Well, it, not only did he challenge for the AEW title, he also challenged Kazuchika Okada because uh, because he wanted New Japan all for himself, which is a bold move for Seth Rollins to do. And uh, then Kenny got and then Kenny got mad because Seth Rollins came out and Kenny was like, "Hey, where's your other friend from that one tag team? I uh-huh. want his title." And then John Moxley came out with his US with his IWGP US title and was like, "This one." Yeah, he was like, no, the other guy, and then Roman Reigns finally came out with the universal title. Yeah, I always thought I thought the the, the thing was going to be that Jason Jordan would have walked out, but it turns out it wasn't Jason Jordan, Kurt Angle's son. Uh, yeah, remember that? T- remember and the and the Stadium Stampede was a very interesting match, a lot more brutal than it was last year. But I I, I can't believe there was that moment where Sean Spears peed on Sammy Guevara. Like I thought that was a little too far. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a little over the top. Um, it was brutal. One, I mean, then, it was brutal. Don't get me wrong. And like you said, uh, Jason Jordan coming in, uh, the son of Kurt Angle, and then Kenny Omega saying he wants the title of Jason Jordan's dad, so he fought Kurt Angle for it. Yeah, uh, they had a they had a custody, a custody of Jason Jordan ladder match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I greatly enjoyed uh, the Britt Baker Hikaru Shida match. I thought it was very, very good. Uh, I'm disappointed that Britt Baker lost, but I'm excited that Hikaru Shida, uh, after the match, got a third new belt. Uh, she was given a new belt on Friday. It's even she, smaller. It's no, no. the The second one was bigger, so the third one is like even bigger. Like, I want you to look up. <laughs> is it the, the the new South Belt or something? Yeah, or really, really it's big it's the new South Belt size. It's w- yeah, that, like, way too big. One. It's new, way too big for Hikarashita. It's, like, it's like sixty pounds or some shit. Yeah, it's like, look, you can't, you can't even hold that, and and they're holding it. So I, I think it's a bold move, but you know, hey, if you're gonna make give every single win, I think Hikarashita should get a bigger, bigger belt. <laughs> Eventually, the belts just get bigger than she is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I want the, I want her she to can't wa- even hold them anymore. She has to have she has she she asked she asked the best friends if she, if Sue can drive her cuz the the minivan is the only thing large enough to hold all of her titles. I want Big Show to look at the belt and be like this is too big for me. <laughs> this is even too big for the Big Show. Yeah, and I'm the big I oh, sorry, I'm I'm Paul White. I'm <laughs> Uh, Mikey, any other any other things that you loved uh, from th- that really happened at this last uh, double or nothing? Oh yeah, uh, when the young bucks turned on each other. Whoa! <laughs> uh, didn't yes. see that one coming. Did not see uh, that coming. Uh, yeah, he like he like scuffed up his his uh, new Jordans. Uh, yeah, and so he got upset and, about man, it. They they got turned. They turned on each other. Uh, they both made new Twitter bios. <laughs> They deleted. They deleted the account. They, they, they deleted they the Young make, Bucks account. They didn't make new Twitters. They just made two separate Twitter bios in the Young Bucks Twitter account. Yeah, one is like, one is like, uh, Nick Jackson's a dickhead. Quote Matt, and the other one is Matt Jackson's a dickhead. Quote Nick. Yeah, I I like the match. 
um a lot i i i liked that they that eddie kingston just beat up brandon cutler within an inch of his life uh because because he called him a nerd for playing D. &D. yeah yeah it's just you know classic eddie kingston yeah eddie eddie kingston was like what's this nerd shit you're doing oh and we gotta talk about the uh casino battle royale the the was it the ace of spades <laughs> what's the the joker that's what it's called oh yeah the joker the joker, the joker was card. The... Oh man, what a surprise that was! What a surprise that was to have the <laughs> to have the ghost of Gene Okerlund come out <laughs> and, and 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 run into the match. You know, I, I he's not. I think he's wrestled a little bit. I can look up his cage match rating, uh, but I, I was not expecting Mean Gene, the ghost of Mean Gene Okerlund, to come out and be the uh, Joker card. I, I just I wasn't expecting it, Mikey. Yeah, me neither. And uh, of course, since he won the the casino battle royal, uh, what do you? I forget what you even win from that. He gets a he gets a world title match against Kenny Omega and Seth Rollins. Right? Yeah, against Kenny Omega and Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. And... Yes, yeah. this is yeah. This was Gene, the ghost of Gene Okerlund's fifth match. He's in, he competed in legit four matches. Uh, and he is. This was his fifth one, winning. Uh, yeah, the and, and what, wouldn't you know it? The the last one elim- the last one he eliminated was, of course, Jungle Boy. <laughs> I like that one too much, cause cause you know Jungle Boy's not winning this thing. You know. No, pop last night he wasn't even on the show last night i heard oh what well then what did i see i saw something about a uh jungle boy luchasaurus and marco's not having a big live pop uh on, maybe, on maybe the it was circle subreddit maybe it was like a dark taping or something i don't i, I don't know what you're referencing mm. entirely so i can't speak to it but yeah what are we doing with jungle boy <laughs> shit or get off the pot it's ridiculous Ridiculous! You're, you're, he's losing. He has no big wins. I think he beat MJF once, who MJF beat back. He lasted ten minutes of Chris Jericho two years ago. Don't even bring that up anymore. And now he's jobbing to the ghost of Gene Okerlund. I mean, what are we doing here, folks? Oh man! Well, nothing will get me hotter than saying that AEW is <laughs> saying Jungle Boy is a future star. <laughs> God, no, he ain't. No, he ain't. If he is, they would have started doing something. And now they're doing stuff with Darby, which they should do. Now they're doing stuff with Ricky Starks, which he's now injured. Shitting out the pot. Let's start doing something of Jungle Boy. He, I think he won the tag team battle royal, and then they lost. Also, Mean Gene better win this goddamn title match. No one has won any of these special Face of the Revolution or Casino battle royal matches, and then gone on to win the title. Whoever, like, Mean Gene better god dang win the Mean Gene old thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, he better win that I, I title. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, God, well, that, I'm that, heated. That was, our, that, that was our double or nothing review. Yeah, you're welcome, folks. You're welcome with our completely 100% accurate completely uh, review. Accurate, not a single mistake, double no, or nothing review. No, because we watched it. We watched it. We watched it. We enjoyed it. It was a great time by, by all. There were zero production mistakes. <laughs> um so it's perfect 
Um, so I can't wait for it. Uh, I, there was no shitty explosions. Oh, no, there was not. Um, anyways, let's get to the proper show. Uh, since we've been doing this for 15 minutes of an opener, uh, yeah. which I, I had a lot of fun, though. But let's, Jesus, get into the, 15 minutes. let's get into the proper show, Mikey. Starting off Monday Night Raw with Jeffrey Hardy. Jeffro Tall Jeff, Hardy. Jeff Jeff rolled Hardy. Yeah, Jeff Jeffro Jethro Tall Hardy. He comes out with a flute and it does a little solo. Uh, he opened up Monday Night Raw and he says that he heard what Edge had to say last week. If you if you learned listen to the episode last week, I'm basically running the same promo. And uh, he's saying that you know he basically that he heard what Edge had to say. Uh, I guess I should say two weeks ago, uh, mm. since the promo got pushed back a week. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and the thing is, that I know what he's saying is what he isn't is is not what he actually means. He doesn't mean to say the things that he's saying. He believes that those aren't the words coming out of his mouth. Those are just the things Randy Orton has said to him to corrupt him from the inside out. He pleads for Edge. You know, you're better than that. Leave your past behind. Make amends and move forward. He's in your corner. Uh, and then he says that uh, you know, Randy, I beat you at WrestleMania Backlash. You're still trying to pursue Edge. Uh, and then Randy Orton comes out. This is the new thing. Randy Orton comes out and says, look, Jeff, I see what you're trying to do, and you need to give up. He said his piece, and I will respect that. I'm allowing Ed to make his own right choice. You must do the same, or so help me God, Jeff, I will knock you out where you stand. Jeff interrupts him and says, Randy, we are not finished. I know these games. I know everything. I can see the lies and the false realities forming, man. If you want to knock me out, then I will put up the fight and ensure you that there is other shit coming. You and me tonight falls count anywhere match. Randy stares Jeff Whoa. up and down and says, I accept. And uh, his biggest Randy Orton voice. Randy then goes for an RKO. Jeff reverses it into a twist of fate. Randy escapes and the two leave. All right. I like it. So that's our main I'm very event. excited for this. Yes. Talked about it last week that that was going to happen, but we got pushed mm-hmm. back. So that's still the main event tonight. Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Falls Count Anywhere match. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, <clears throat> Next up, we got a singles match. Angel Garza with Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke in his corner versus Otis. Versus Otis. All versus, right. Versus Otis. Uh, with Angel Garza getting the win by kicking Otis in the uh, the old uh, ham hocks uh, when no one is looking. How dare he? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable! What a what a heel! What a heel move! Uh, no one's looking, including Rose and Brooke, by the way. But Angel Garza wins, defeats Otis. Or do they get distracted from the match? Yeah, I think he like gives him pant- his pants or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, Angel Garza wins by kicking Otis in the nuts when no one is looking. After the previous match, we move into a segment where Otis is backstage in the medical area, being looked over by the medical staff. Uh, you know, ice on ice on the taint. As it were, Garza, Rose, and Brooke come over, and Garza says that he hopes that there are no hard feelings, but he suspects there won't be anything hard for Otis for a while. Uh, Mandy sort of laughs a little bit, but Dana tells him to stop. Dana tells the, tell, turns to Otis. Dana turns to Otis and tells him genuinely that things will be okay, and then the three of them leave, leaving Otis in the medical facility. All right, all right. I like, I like Gar, I like Garza being like. Ah, oh, come on, no hard feelings, right, bud? Yeah, no, no hard feelings. And then a slight jab immediately, because <laughs> he is the heel. Uh, but yeah, you know, playing up this uh, Garza heel thing, he's the heel, Rosenbrook, kind of like the nice, good people. Otis, mm. this, you know, playing that baby face role of being sympathetic baby. Does uh, Rose bring Otis a ham? No, she does not. She does not. Damn. She does not give Otis a ham. Um... 
Otis's thing in my universe is not is that he's not obsessed with food. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. One of my favorite parts about Otis. His obsession for food. Um yeah, no, he he just got kicked in the balls. <laughs> what, also, why are you gonna bring bring a guy a ham? What is he gonna do with that? It's cooked. It's not gonna cool him down. It's not gonna cool him down, but it, a, a good ham can can make you feel better. <laughs> Mikey, you gotta you gotta tell me. You gotta love it with me, Mikey. <laughs> Mikey, are you are you fucking ham? <laughs> I'm not. Gotta, what do you mean? What do you mean a good ham will help you out? Like, what do you mean? What do you mean, Mikey? Are you, are you, good, Mikey good food Mikey, always makes you feel better. Mikey, are you fucking ham? You gotta t- you. No, got, Mikey. There's no food, Mikey. No one. No one is listening to this. Somebody, always makes me feel better. Mikey, sure, no one is I'm listening. Sure good food would make Otis feel better. No one is listening. This, we're not recording. I, no I pause one is the, listening. I pause the recording. You gotta tell me, like, yeah, Mikey, are you, are you, Mikey? Be real with me. Be, be real with me. Are you, are you, are you fucking that ham? <laughs> you fucking that ham. What a weird, what a weird don't, show we run. Don't deflect, don't deflect. It's okay. This is open <laughs> space. No one's listening. It, it, the, the micro, the, I'm, I've paused the recording. It's just you and I don't me think here. You have. It's just you and me here. I it's, think you're a liar, I Mikey. Think you're I think. To out me here I think. I, I think I'm trying to make this a, a, an open space for you to reveal your truths and your real identity. So, <laughs> look, I'm not. Trying, I think you're trying to like, Mikey. To, I I don't want to. Keep, to incriminate myself here. I know. I don't want to incriminate you because I don't think fucking ham is some sort of illegal action. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a living thing. It's it's ham. It, you know. But it, I, I'm not telling you having I mean, bestiality. Uh, yeah, I'm not telling you it's bestiality. I'm telling you it's uh, post bestiality. <laughs> uh, what a weird. <laughs> What look, a weird show we run here, look, Mikey. I don't want to judge you for your kinks, but when you want to reveal that information, you are you're welcome to. And I'll pause Listen, the podcast. Look, all I, I all I was trying to say was good food make can, can make me feel better if I'm feeling sad because it uh, it well, tastes good and it, it makes everybody feel better. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it does, Mikey. I'm sure it does. <laughs> Moving to the next match. <laughs> Moving to the next match. We got a tag team match. Women's tag team match. Uh, Liv Morgan, Candice LeRae taking on Asuka and Io Shirai. Okay. Uh, All right. I like this. Sort of a fallout from the triple threat women's number one contendership match last week uh, in the main event. Uh, when, uh, and the winners are going to be Morgan and LeRae when LeRae pins Asuka. LeRae pins Asuka. All right. That's big. Very good. So the number one contender, Io Shirai, does not get involved in the pin, but LeRae gets a little bit of heat back when she pins Asuka. Uh, this sort of, this sort of uh, I, I thought I wrote it down, but I guess I didn't. Um, Lorraine is able to pin Asuka from like some sort of Morgan like cheaty shenanigan stuff. That uh, sounds about right. So after the match, Lorraine goes to sort of shake Morgan's hand to sort of be like, "Okay, it looks like we got a little team here brewing." But then Morgan turns and attacks on Lorraine, uh, really showcasing that sort of unhinged mentality that she's been having lately. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if Liv, if Liv Morgan's ever going to break break out of this or just continue breaking down further. Well, we go backstage, we see Morgan sort of, she's kind of losing it, walking around like a sort of crazy person, and someone runs up to check on her, and who better to do that than longtime friend Ruby Riot? Whoa. Walks up, tries to talk to Liv Morgan, but Morgan just sort of blows her off. The interviewer runs up and asks Ruby what happened, and Riot says that she doesn't know. Oh man, that's that's upset. That that's kind of sad, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually starting to feel bad for Liv Morgan, which is like crazy because she's done so many bad things to other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
The redemption arc. The redemption arc. It just sucks to watch somebody break like this. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's that redemption arc. We got to start building there, I guess. Um, Uh We're seeing what happens with it. Uh, Moving to next match, we got Lucha House Party, Lindsay Dorado and Grand Metalik taking on the team of Dijakovic and Arturo Ruas with uh, Murphy, of course, in their corner uh, because of the sort of feud that's happening. We also got Chad Gable on commentary. Um, you know, because sort of that involvement with Murphy, Dijakovic, Ruas, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the winners of this match, Mikey, may surprise you. Lucha House Party get the win. L- big win for Lucha House Party. I love it. Yeah, a little bit of an upset win, maybe. A uh, little bit. For, a little bit for Lucha House Party, but they get the victory. So good for them. A little bit yeah. of a hot streak too. Oh yeah, I'm I'm into this. I can't wait to see uh, where Lucha House Party goes from here. Uh, next up, we get a video package uh, where we see. I guess it would make more sense to do this. We could, you know, go to commercial. We cut back. And we sort of see uh, backstage, like, oh, suddenly, what's happening? And we see Chad Gable and Murphy brawling backstage. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watched Dynamite last week, then uh, very much that sort of uh, uh, Christian Will Hobbs thing of like brawling a little bit, but the brawl doesn't end. Yeah. Um. Next up, we go straight into the next match. Keith Lee, One Nation, handicap match. Paula Cruz and Tozawa taking Ooh. on Keith Lee. He's got one broken wing. Oh, man. Yeah. How's Keith Lee going to get out of this one? Exactly right. Uh, so Cruz and Tozawa really beaten down on Lee, uh, just really bringing it to him. Not looking for good for Keith Lee. Keith Lee is definitely getting crapped on. That arm is getting injured more. Uh, that that broken wing is getting injured more and more. It's not looking good for Keith Lee. It's almost looking too bad. Like uh, like One Nation just playing with them. Uh, but all, you know all this sort of like playing and really beating down Keith Lee causes Alistair Black to run out mid match to defend Lee and sort of stop One Nation, which causes a sort of no contest to unfold. Oh no! Uh, in the match, Black helps Lee escape, uh, but when they go up the ramp. Uh, Buddy Murphy is there with a chair and hits Alistair Black in the back with it before he oh, can no! before he can attack uh, before he can attack Keith Lee. Chad Gable runs out to make the save, uh, and we get all bunch of shenanigans happening. Clearly, so many so many things going on here. Yeah, maybe maybe a little overbooked in hindsight, but you know, too bad, <laughs> too bad, <laughs> too bad. So we got no contest one in a handicap match. Uh, and we got a post-match beatdowns all over the place. All right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yes. So yeah, now that I think about it, maybe a little overbooked, but you know, whatever. Uh, backstage promo of Lucha House Party now. Uh, Dorado says that they just watched the last match, and it looks like One Nation couldn't get the job entirely done. We have unfinished, or I have unfinished business, One Nation. And last time I checked, Cruz and Tozawa, you are the Raw Tag Team Champions. And me and Metalik here, since returning, we've been a little bit of a hot streak. So let's kill two birds with one stone, and we challenge you two at Hell in a Cell for the Raw Tag Team Championships. All right, there it is. Challenge has been thrown down. Give them a challenge. They've beaten LLC. They've beaten uh, Dijakovic and Ruas. They've beaten the Dirty Dogs. Makes sense for them to get a title match against One Nation. All right, I'm into it. So there we go. Uh, moving right into the main event, Mikey. It's Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy in that Falls Count Anywhere match. 
Um, and, uh, you know, lots of back and forth brutality between the two fighting all over the arena, practically, uh, at one point, uh, they get back in the ring. Of course, they got tables in play. We got chairs in play. Uh, but out of nowhere, Mikey, someone gets thrown through that table or should I say thrown or should I say speared? Uh, (gasps) because edge spears, Jeff Hardy through a table helping and allowing Randy Orton to pick up the victory. Oh no. This 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 raw it just became rated RKO. What okay? And that's and that's the uh, call that uh that uh Byron Saxton will make. Uh, oh, absolutely. That, uh, that that this this WWE has now been rated RKO it appears. I'm just trying to make it a little more realistic over here, right? Thank you. No, I appreciate it. It's it's in uh, the spirit of the podcast. I appreciate just try, it. Just trying to bring a, a, an air of authenticity to this one. Yes, it's perfect. It's beautiful. But yeah, there we go. That is the main event. Lots of story beats all over the place. Maybe a little yeah. overbooked in some, but uh, Mikey, thoughts, comments, questions, concerns? I like it. I like it. Uh, a lot of things happen with Keith Lee, One Nation, Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black, Chad Gable. What a what a wild what a wild thing that's happening over there. Uh, the Falls Count Anywhere match with uh, Edge helping Randy Orton get the victory. Uh, that's huge. Looks like Edge is interested in suddenly and that is. Again, interested in the rated RKO reunion here uh, when he wasn't earlier. So I, I wonder what changed. Probably his loss at WrestleMania, I would imagine. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I, I like your show as a whole. I like the, the tag team match, uh, Liv Morgan spiraling even more. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's a great Raw uh, setting up for Hell to Hell coming up. I noticed that you didn't say anything about the that uh, Otis and Garza. Is it because the Otis Otis, Otis and Garza was also very good? Is it I because like Otis doing? I, I I like Garza doing dirty like like dirty tactics behind uh, Rose and Rose's back uh, when they think he's a good guy and he's not. Yes, I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't because Otis did, wasn't receiving a ham and then receiving to the ham. If that makes sense. Listen. I just thought Otis was a guy who likes food. That's all. Okay. 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 Mikey, your Mikey, Mikey, your secret safe with me. <laughs> and uh, all the other listeners. <laughs> what, I paused the show. Well, maybe I should repause it. <laughs> repause it. Replay it. Redo it. Uh, unpause. <laughs> there. See. Now we're back. Uh, let's just go. Uh, uh, I'll I'll record my raw stuff later, Mikey, because uh, the listeners just <laughs> obviously didn't hear on any of it. Uh, so let me uh, let's go to uh, SmackDown, Mikey. What's happening over on SmackDown? Yeah, over on SmackDown, over on Friday night, we got Sonya Deville opening up the show, uh, coming to the ring with her title. She grabs a mic and she says, two weeks ago, I got thrown into a title match again against Sasha Banks, and I won again." Nice. I don't know what Paige was thinking when she decided to make another title match, but hey, I guess if Sasha wanted another beating, I was willing to dish it out. But during the match, I started thinking. I was thinking about why I constantly had to prove myself worthy of holding this title when all along, I was the only one who was actually worthy enough. I'm the most dangerous woman on this roster, and from what I've seen lately, there isn't much anyone is going to be able to do about it. I don't care who my next challenger is, I really, really don't. And you know what, Paige? You can pick anyone you want to face me for my title at Hell in a Cell. I don't care, because whoever they are, they won't be able to stand up to the champion. GM Page comes out and she says, you know what? That's actually an enticing offer. And I think I have something in mind to determine who your challenger is going to be. See, 
there's been a few women who have been impressed who have been impressive in the ring as of late and i felt like they all deserved a chance in that title of yours so i made them a proposal tonight in the main event we're going to have a fatal four-way match to determine the number one contender for your smackdown women's championship and the winner will be taking you on at hell in a cell the competitors are sasha banks bianca belair carmella and piper niven each woman uh, comes out to the ring when their name is called. Of course. Uh, Paige says, may the best woman win, and Sonya, no matter who wins, I wouldn't want to be you at Hell in a Cell. <laughs> Paige, leaves all, Paige leaves, and all the competitors stare each other down, and then they all stare Sonya down. Hot dang. Hot dang. Got some solid competitors popping up all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit me with that list again. Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, Piper Niven, and Carmella. So- solid people in there. Sasha Banks, of course. P- I like the addition of Piper Niven. Piper Niven mm-hmm. secretly pushed to the moon. I think according to Zeal Z- numbers, Sony Deville, the biggest, w- the biggest woman, I guess. I don't know. Uh, highest ranked woman on on the SmackDown roster. Followed up by Piper Niven. Mm-hmm. Followed up by Flair, then Banks, then a uh, Storm. So Piper yeah. Niven, you've been you've been booking her well since her arrival. Yeah, uh, I like I like Piper Niven a lot. Clearly, <laughs> yes. Uh, so I'm interested to see where that goes, especially if the whole Flair Natalia title match. Well, I guess that sort of happened to Bliss Cross. So nice mm-hmm. to see. Maybe maybe we're going to see what happens with that. Yeah. After that, we got the opening match. We got Huberto Carrillo taking on the Miz. Uh, and after the match, Carrillo grabs a mic and he said, uh, sorry, uh, Humberto Carrillo taking on the Miz, Humberto Carrillo gets the victory. Of course. Uh, and after the match, Humberto Carrillo grabs a mic and he says, for weeks, I've been working, training, and getting wins in this ring because I wanted to prove to you, to, ev- to, to you, he points at the WWE Universe, to everyone in that locker room, and to myself that I deserve a shot at a championship. After tonight's win, I think it's finally time to say that next week, I challenge the Intercontinental Champion, Dave Mastiff, for the title. Dave Mastiff's music hits, and he comes out, and he says, Carrillo, I gotta say, you've impressed me the past few weeks, and I've definitely had my eye on you. I figured it was only a matter of time before you challenged me, and I accept. You better be at your absolute best next week, because Carrillo, this is going to be the hardest fight you've ever been in. See you in that ring. And Mastiff leaves. Okay, there we go. Uh, Humberto Carrillo going at beating the Miz. I, I thought Humberto Humberto Carrillo was the face or heel. I'm, I'm where where's Humberto Carrillo in this dynamic? He's a face. He's a face. Okay, I was looking back at previous. I don't think matches. that was a. I don't think that was a very heel promo. I, 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 I just I, I would say I just always thought he was heel ever since the Sami Zayn thing, and they just kept him as heel. He, he came. He came. He he got injured and he returned face. I believe. Okay. Uh, I'll take your word for it. It was a long time ago, Ryan. Yeah, I'm trying to. I was looking at other stuff. Like, who has he faced since? It's been Braun, then Maverick, then Titus. Uh, currently titles. Um, Elias, and then now the Miz. Um, so a bunch of wins. Um, and then he's going after Mastiff. Is I see title. I see title mm-hmm. champion Dave Mastiff. Very respectful as always. And yeah. uh accepts the challenge. There we go. Mm-hmm. That that's that's gonna be for next week. Simple story. There we go. Love to see yeah. it. 
Uh, so after that, we have a backstage interview with Authentic about the Street Profits wanting a rematch. Gulak says, well, honestly, we think it's kind of ridiculous that we're even in a match with them at all after how badly we beat them the last time. But I digress. We said we were going to do whatever it takes to get a chance at Balor and Styles, and if that means going through the Street Profits again, so be it. However, we won't go so easy on them this time because we want to make absolutely sure that they won't stand in the way of our goals anymore after tonight. Gulak and Benjamin leave. Okay, okay. Uh, leave, they leave for their match, which is up next, against the Street Profits. Mm-hmm. And in this one, Authentic do get the victory. Oh. Uh, and after the match, Benjamin and Gulak beat down Angelo Dawkins and send them out of the ring. Then Gulak goes to grab a chair. He comes back in, traps Montez Ford's leg in it, and holds him and holds him down while Benjamin goes to the top rope. Benjamin does a knee drop onto the chair, crushing crushes and crushes Ford's leg in it. An authentic leave with their work done as medics rush to the ring uh, around them. Hot damn, getting some heat onto authentic. Just like they said, they weren't uh, street profits weren't going to be standing in their way anymore. Oh man, use those words correctly and in, in fun different ways, Mikey. Authentic. They were uh, certainly authentic. They weren't. They literally weren't lying. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were quote unquote real. Um, yeah, no, very nice, very very nice. Uh, I like that. I like. Using the street profits right off, it, it does obviously writes off street profits for a little bit. For a bit, yeah. But uh, you know, I love it. You know, I love me some um injuring other people to get heel heat. <laughs> a heel tag team who who hurts other people. If hey, where have we seen this before? If they do this to everyone, I'm gonna call call up somebody and sue you for gimmick infringement. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, I'm happy about it. So very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to to get the the pro the line in of like they won't stand in our way anymore, and then have him basically mess up Ford's leg. Yeah, I like it. Uh, after that, we have a video clip from right before SmackDown went on air of Rey Mysterio standing outside uh, the WWE backstage medical area. The door is closed, and an interviewer approaches and asks Mysterio about Dominic's condition after last week. Mysterio says he's still hurting pretty bad, but he's going to be all right. Uh, they had they had to give him some stitches on his cheek from those shots Corbett hit him with. Uh, while he was getting the stitches, he kept asking me not to step in and that he wanted to handle Corbin on his own. But as a father, I can't just stand I can't just stand aside when someone did this to my son. So Corbin, I'm challenging you to a match tonight. I'm going to stand up for Dominic and show you why no one messes with the Mysterios. And then he walks inside to go check on Dominic again. Very nice. Very nice. Which leads, of course, to our next match: uh, King Corbin versus Rey Mysterio. Kingy Corbs versus oh, King versus King. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> yeah, King Corbin versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, How has this not King... been a feud? Hold on, why has this not been a what? feud in WWE's real life t- reality? King versus King. Yeah, come on, that's easy. I don't know, man. Uh, but in this one, King Corbin does get the victory when he uh, he gets he gets violent again and does a bunch of his finishers to Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after the match, Corbin starts to give Ray the same beatdown he gave Dominic, but Corbin stops laying into Mysterio to pick him up and get him set up for yet another end of days. But then as he does, Dominic rushes to the ring with the bandage on his face and comes to the aid of his dad. He takes Corbin down and starts laying shots into him. Corbin goes to swing back, but Domin- Dominic is able to counter and send Corbin into the ropes as Ray gets back to his feet. Ray is able to hit the 619 and Dominic hits the splash afterwards, sending Corbin out of the ring and running 
Ray and Dominic stand tall. Very nice. I love this little program that you're building. I thought it was just going to be like a, a, a character move for Corbin, but you're building a program out of it. I very much like this. I very much like this king versus king, dynasty versus <laughs> dynasty program. Thank you, thank you. I, I I'm into it too. It's like a it's like a little thing, and I was like, oh, this is this is kind of neat. Yeah, fun one for it. Yeah, fun little story. I like it a lot. It's, yeah. give, it's giving Corbin something to do, but also something new like some he need king corbin needs something to be interesting <laughs> yeah yeah and so I, 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 think that, I think that's what i'm trying to do is get corbin to be a little interesting and also maybe set up for the fact that maybe he might need a partner to take down the mysterios yes that's interesting i like that idea i also like the idea of it i also like the idea of possibly him going on against the mysterios by himself but i also really more like the idea of a tag team i also mm-hmm. like the idea of like if he's by himself this could be a nice little story, build-up story to get into maybe like a title match of Mastiff or something. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I like these these angles we're going. Yep, I I think that's that's kind of the big play, right? At the end is uh, try to get Corbin to in in a good enough spot to maybe challenge Mastiff at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, after after that, uh, after uh, the Mysterio stand tall, we have uh, we cut to a backstage interview with Sony Deville about tonight's Fatal Four Way. And she says, I told you already at the start of the show, I don't care who wins because it really just doesn't matter. At the end of the day, no matter who wins uh, the Fatal 4-Way, at, uh, no matter who wins the Fatal 4-Way, I'll beat them at Hell in a Cell. And then whoever is next after that, I'll beat them too. So on and so on. No matter who I defend my title against, the result is always going to be the same. And still, your SmackDown Women's Champion. Sonya walks away and Sonya walks away and we get shots of each competitor getting ready for the fatal four way. You know, we see Sasha taping up her wrist. We see Bianca maybe like doing like a jump rope workout or something. We see Piper Niven and Tony Storm like psyching each other up. Mm-hmm. Carmella's like uh doing her makeup or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be like Carmella's like drinking wine or something. I, I, I don't think I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that's just Carmella's character, right? No, yeah, you're right. It fits the character. Yeah. I, I, it, I, the reason I laugh is because it is, it felt set up very comedically. Like it's yeah. like Banks ri- <laughs> taping up, B- Belair getting fit, Niven p- hyping up with her partner, Carmella putting on eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> like it just set up very comedically that I think is very mm-hmm. funny. But yeah, it fits your character, so that's fine. Yeah, uh, uh, this leads, of course, into our main event, the Fatal 4-Way uh, between Sasha Banks, Bianca, Piper, Niven, and Carmella. And again, this is for the number one contendership, if not a statement. Mm-hmm. Number one contendership at uh, Hell in a Cell. At Hell in a Cell. Match at Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. And in this one, Piper Niven gets the victory in this Fatal 4-Way matchup. Hey, look at that. So we got Piper Niven. It's official. We got Piper Niven taking on Sonya Deville at Hell in a Cell for the SmackDown Women's Championship. There we go. Official, official. Can I ask you, who did Piper Niven pin to pick up the victory? Piper Niven in this one pinned Sasha Banks. Ooh, that is a big win for Mm -hmm. uh, Piper Niven. You'll love to see that. Big win for Piper Niven, upsetting loss for Sasha Banks. Yes, another loss for Banks. Where will she go moving forward? But Niven picking up a big old win. You'll love to see it. Will she win the title? Who the heck knows? Uh, but in the meantime, you'd love to see her get that victory. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I'm very glad that Piper Niven is finally getting a, a, I guess not finally, but like 
getting a big singles title shot. Yes, yes. The the stars aligned enough that it's mm-hmm. like I need a title content champion ta- challenger. That's the word. Niven, here's your shot. Here we go, baby. Exactly. That's that's exactly what it was. I was like, I need somebody. I need a title. I need somebody to go against Sonya at Hell in a Cell. And then uh, I was like, the stars just kind of aligned for Niven because she has been having a good couple of wins the past few weeks uh, here and there. Uh, and I guess uh, uh, GM Page realized that and gave her this match. Yeah, I love to see it. Love to see it, folks. She's also a former SmackDown Women's uh, uh, not SmackDown Women's Champion, uh, Women's Tag Team Champion. Yes, 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 yes. Great. No, I liked it. I thought it was a solid card. I thought it was a solid card. Uh, I, like I said, love the King versus King storyline building up. Piper Niven getting a title shot. You like? I love the authentic stuff. Uh, authentic becoming my new favorite tag team. Uh, you know, you keep it up, and they keep it up, and they might become my new favorite tag team. I should say. <laughs> Um, but with Benjamin, yeah, and I, 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 yeah, I love, I love authentic a lot. Uh, I, I, I love the 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 combination of Gulak and Benjamin. Uh, I think, I think they're great. Uh, together, and I'm very excited to to keep pushing authentic. Yeah, no, I'm, and, and, I'm and getting fun wordplay in along the way. Yes, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to say the least. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was a solid show, Mikey. Good job. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, it is that time of the show where uh, we look at the poll results based on last week's episode. Every single week, uh, the fans at home can vote on Twitter at CountoutPod to say who had the better show. Was it my version of Raw? Was it my version of SmackDown? Who was the better booker this week? Uh, so according to last week's poll, Mikey, we, of course, we'll the loser will get hit with the dreaded randomizer, a list of 45 options uh that will uh decimate us uh physically mentally spiritually and emotionally uh with whatever <laughs> rolls on it or be There's completely no fine. about that yeah or we'll be completely fine this possibly could be completely fine but we'll see where we go with those results so again you can vote on twitter after every single show over the weekend uh after this episode is released every friday uh, on Twitter at CountOutPod. That again is twitter.com forward slash CountOutPod. You can go there and vote all weekend long. It'll be the pinned tweet at the top of the profile page. Uh, Mikey, you want to hear the results? I would love to hear the results. Well, the results are in, Mikey. And I'll tell you this much the winner, Monday Night Raw. Oh, man. Taking the win away from SmackDown. That's upsetting. I was pretty confident in my card last week. I thought I was going to be able to, to pull that one out. Taking the win from SmackDown. <laughs> Taking the win from it. Um, Yeah, no. I took the win. I stole the win. And I'm going to crush the win. Pipe of your throat. How dare you? And that's going to be the injury. That's going to be the injury. Uh, <laughs> You're going to crush the pipe of the throat. And then I won't be able to talk on the podcast for weeks. Guaranteeing Raw more wins because SmackDown can't compete. Yeah, baby! <laughs> dab, dab. Is that's, that what the kids do? That works, right? Is that what the kids do? When is Orange Cassidy? wins by default because SmackDown's not there. Orange Cassidy dabs. Dabs. Um, remember that time he was in the world title match and he dabbed? <laughs> yeah. That's not Orange Cassidy. That's not an Orange Cassidy match. Um, okay, Mikey, uh, the results are in from the randomizer roll. And oh, no. the results are... A gimmick match. A gimmick match. Make a match a gimmick match. <laughs> Interesting. A gimmick match. Yes. Mm. Yes. Uh, mm. Strike, strike, strike the match because you got a gimmick match. That's right. Does the Fatal 4-Way count? 
Um, you could say no. That's fine. I'm not really. I wouldn't consider. I wouldn't qualify. I would qualify as a multi-man match. I wouldn't qualify as a gimmick match necessarily. Okay, this one is actually uh, fairly easy for me. I think because I think there's only one match that actually uh, could hold the gimmick very well here. Okay, and I think that's King Corbin Mysterio. Ah, King versus King. You're gonna be a King in the Ring man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think this King Corbin uh, Rey Mysterio match is getting the stipulation of no holds barred. Jesus Christ, no holds barred. Going straight into it. Uh, I think Rey Mysterio was pissed that Corbin hurt his son. He's real pissed. No holds barred match. Jesus Christ. Uh, So there's probably going to be some more uh, extreme spots after this. I think one of them is uh, maybe that end spot where Corbin goes to set Mysterio up for the end of days. Maybe uh, Corbin grabs like the steel steps and he goes to like set up Mysterio at the end of days on the stairs. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and that's when Dominic runs in. Very nice, very nice. Uh, the match becomes a death match, and Corbin does an end of days through glass. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, no, very nice. Okay, going straight into the no holds bar. You know, can the can the can the the gimmick match change the result here? Because I think now if it's a no holds barred match, and Dominic could get involved without disqualifying Mysterio. I think Mysterio might have a chance to win this one because maybe uh, King Corbin, like I said, is going to set up for that end of days on the stairs and Dominic gets involved and helps Mysterio win this match. I would agree. So you're saying that because it's now a no-holds-barred match that Mysterio wins? Yes. Okay, there we go. Booking on the fly here. Uh, so not only do we get a gimmick match, we get a result change as well. Result change. The, the dominoes are falling. Yeah. Um, okay. There. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Corbin versus Ray becomes no hold barred match. Mysterio wins. That is the change result. And again, you can go vote on Twitter at CannotPod if you liked the, the SmackDown's card or Raw's card. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Hit the Books. Um, again, we love you so much. Appreciate all of you that listen to the show. If you like listening to the show, of course, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And also subscribe to wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or everywhere. So go listen to the podcast and subscribe to it. You can make sure to get those episodes when they drop, when they do. Uh, Mikey, anything to plug? Uh, yeah, go check out Independent Waters every Wednesday here on the Countdown Network, where me and Zach Batista take you through the independent wrestling scene uh, and bring matches to review along the way. If you uh, are a new fan of independent wrestling or if you've been around for a while, I think you'll like the show. Uh, go check that out every Wednesday here on the Countdown Network. And we got some big things coming up for Indie Waters, so stick around for those. Yeah, I was just about to say, big, interesting stuff coming down the pipeline for Indie Waters. So make mm-hmm. sure you subscribe to that show, along with the rest of our shows in the Countdown Network, of course. We got How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling, Your Dose of Death, G1 and Only, along with Independent Waters, and Hit the Books. So we appreciate you. If you want to subscribe to all of those shows, or if you want to head to the Countout family feed itself, um, it's not called the Count of Family Feed. It's just called a Count Out Network Feed, I believe. It has all the shows every single day. So you can make sure to listen to all those shows and listen to everything Count Out uh, when they come out. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Count Out Pod. You can also, uh, I, I, think, I think that's everything. But you can follow me at Twitter at Ryan Knight C. But you can follow Mikey at M113. 133. God dang it. <laughs> you make the same mistake every time. So Mikey M133 on Twitter. You think I should have this pulled up when I make these make these comments. But I I, I don't because I'm the fool. 
Um, but Mikey, uh, love talking to you. Of course, love talk having the folks from home listen to our our voices to talk about wrestling. Mikey, any closing thoughts, comments, questions, anything to say to the folks at home? Uh, vote for SmackDown next week. No, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. I don't like it. Uh, and with that, I guess we'll see you all next time on Hit the Books. We've got two words for you. Book it. This has been a Countout Podcast. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Countout Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Countout Patreon, as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the shows.